how dumb for having Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 54, the first for season 2019. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever and a day who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk about everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant Hill, and with me is Scott McNeese. Hello, everyone. We are back. It's good to be back in February 2019. February always has a bit of excitement about it. Absolutely. The JLT series is not far away. Uh, Which kind of players are we going to play? Are we going to play guys like Jock and a few other guys? Yep. Mosquito, a few guys who are new to the club. Yep. So there's always this discussions about who we're going to play early just as a a tease to see what they're like. And we're going to have a bit of a chat about that today. Who's who's performing well on the track? Yeah, we've gone out to uh, the training a few times. So uh, we'll give sort of our feedback on where we see things fit. Yep. Um, but really, it's been a funny kind of uh, off-season. It started off very, very well, probably up to December. Yeah, everybody then, was firing and it was all great. <laughs> and then we had the uh, the plague of minor injuries. And this is the thing, the, the kind of the minor ones, but you go, oh, geez, I just wish it's going to interrupt their uh, pre-season. Like Hooksy and that kind of stuff, you go... Don't want him to be injured at all. No, and look, we'll go through some of them. Um, obviously, Joe Danaher has been the main talking point over the summer. Uh, I think a lot of people were a little bit uh, scared that it just wasn't coming on as fast as they'd hope. Yeah, it just does feel like the last sort of ten days. It's dramatically. Uh, he's well. His program obviously is dramatically upped. Uh, where he's actually in match practice and, and Michael Hurley's been defending him mm. and, and doing some jumping practice and side kicking, which is always important yep. when you're coming off an OP kind of injury. Uh, so it's really good signs. And there was even a, a comment I saw that he'd been tinkering with his forward kicking, like his goal kicking. Oh, so good. Yeah. it'll be interesting to see what the mechanics are like in his, in his goal kicking. All right, so what we'll do is we'll come back after the break um, and we'll get stuck into the players, uh, a bit more about Joey D, um, and maybe a little bit about what we're going to be doing in the podcast for this year. All right, see you after break. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now, on the subject of Joey D, um, he, he was worrying me for a minute there, Scotty. Uh, he He's had, what, half a season plus an off-season? all of us. I know. Plus an off-season plus the beginning of a training session, and the club comes out and says, yeah, maybe not round one. And he looked a bit heavy towards... I thought it. I, I hope around about November. I thought, oh, he looks fairly heavy. Yeah, I hope it was the camera putting on twenty pounds or whatever <laughs> they say, because just the boy looked a bit chunk, right? Yeah, it looks obviously a lot better now. Yeah. I mean, the the good thing with Joey is he's probably had uh, about four weeks of running into him now, so you can tell even even look wise, I can tell his his body's more shaping to what we know. I agree, and he's still long. Man, he's like a if big you, boy. he's a big unit. He looks big in the shoulders now. That's the only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks like to me someone who might be able to handle better one-on-one contests. And uh, mate, that that shot of him with his arm up, doing the ruck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 oh man, he is long. Yeah, kid. yeah. It's a, he's such an interesting player uh, because 
second half of last year, obviously when we hit form, was actually without Joe. So you, you now I'm no way going to be stupid enough to say that yeah. Joe is not a valuable player on the because, team because he previous to that, him and Jimmy Stewart were setting the world on fire. Yeah, I mean the previous year, I mean yeah. Joe, Joe kicked 65 and Stewie around 30 or 40. Yeah. And, it was like a really good tandem. And then you had Stuart out of form last year and Joey out of the side. So, And it's a credit to the rest of the, the club and the forwards and stuff that they can they can yeah. adapt that quickly to not having two big key forwards down there. And look, we'll probably actually talk about a little bit later in the podcast the McKernan-Stuart debate. Because it's, yeah, it's, right. it's a full-on debate. Yeah, absolutely. And I have no real clear winner yet. But uh, Do you have AFL form over pre-season form? Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Jimmy's on fire. Who else have we got on the injury list? So recently, Kobe Much um, had, yeah. had an ankle injury. Again, it's it's that kind of prognosis of you know two or three weeks. Uh, moon boot, um, just a moon boot for a moon while. Boot. Look, the one person I don't know if I should be worried about more than I am, but uh, is is Heps. It's actually the captain. He's okay. just he seems to be having one training on, one training off. And they keep on resting his body because, and it's just it feels like there's there's something up without a niggle. Yeah, there's just something that's not right. Maybe they um, maybe they gambled on it getting better over the off season, and maybe it, as opposed to surgery, and yeah. it hasn't got as good as they thought. Yeah, he's been in the uh, in the I guess the rehab group quite a lot this this off season, and all they've been resting him or just put him on the second oval and just doing like light duties. Yeah. So. I mean, Devin Smith was the same, but he he now has the last fortnight sort of introduced himself back into full match practice. And so, speaking of Devin Smith, did you see the highlights recently uh, on the Essendon website of him and Jock? Him and Jock, yeah, I yeah. like it. He's got a bit of animal. I like it. He's letting Jock know straight away. Just, if you, listen, if you haven't seen it, then Jock's obviously given him a big tackle. It was a great tackle. It was a great tackle. Yeah, got water for the tackle, but Smith has then got on with it. He's given him the push. I like it. Push. I so, like it. So, um, so yeah. So, other guys that um, I guess who have had concerns, Conor McKenna. Yeah, I didn't uh, even know that. Yeah, he, he's. Um, I was he. He's only just recently come back from Ireland. From Ireland. Um, yes, that was a good accent. That was. Uh, yeah. So he he's had some tricky injuries coming back, and I don't know the full extent of them. Um, I wish I I kind of did know, but yeah, the clubs kept that one pretty quiet, but. He's only just this week started to integrate into a little bit more match practice. So there is a bit of hope there. Um, we're still, what, seven weeks away from the actual first round. Yeah. So there is quite a bit of time. I can see why the club and a lot of these guys say, look, they still think they'll be right for round one. Because yeah. seven weeks is a long time. Oh, it's a huge yeah. amount of time, especially with the amount of... I mean, seven weeks for you and me to get fit is about the right amount of time, really. <laughs> but, um, seven years. Seven years. But uh, for, like, for the amount of work that the AFL players do, seven weeks is... It's going to strip any baby fat like it's done yeah, with Joey, yeah. and it's going to get them back into full running mode. So, so long yeah, as he as hasn't got as, anything yeah. structurally as, wrong. Yeah, as long as he's running, usually you can get around those kind of injuries to yeah. get it right. yeah. Um, the, the, I guess the the hope for the club was that some of these guys can play the third JLT game. Yeah. I think they would want to just have a game under their belt at least. The the one that's been a bit slower has been Mason Redmond. Um, Damn it! And he's kind of the forgotten guy again, I like because he, he just hasn't. No, but been not by training. us. Not, not by, by us. us, mate. He's he's well and truly. I hope he gets. I back. mean, yeah, he's a he's a serious talent, uh, and that halfback role that he played last year was. 
It's Brendan Goddard. It, I mean, yeah. you've got the Brendan Goddard clone, uh, the guy that dresses up like Brendan, as Brendan Goddard in the fancy dress, um, and Mad Monday actually just doing that role and then running through the midfield as well. Exactly. Um, but Mason, yeah, he comes into my side as soon as possible. Yeah, and look, other little notes. Uh, Michael Hurley um, obviously had a very minor injury, so I think he's all right to go. Again, from watching him in training and, and seeing the clips, he's he's back to leaning on people and yeah. smashing balls. <laughs> Marty Gleeson, um, uh, you'd have to admit, has had a very slow recovery. Yeah, Marty. From, I mean, this is almost this time, close to this time last year, yeah. where he did his injury in the JLT series. So that's a long re- rehab where he still hasn't um, joined the boys in any match practice. So mm. I would... I mean, Wouldn't get too excited it, round one. No, no, no. no. Uh, I think that's too far out of the game. So I but would... Jaden, I've been injured a fair amount of times. Laverde... He's had a good run. He's had a great run. He's got a new number and a... Let's chuck the positivity in there. Yeah, the number 15 now instead of 33. So yep. hoping, hoping... I mean, he, he and Myers just remind me they're kind of very similar to me have a lot of potential and just their bodies will not allow it to come out but they will they will but not on a consistent basis yeah so there's no continuity for both of them Mm. um and and obviously you saw myers actually when he did have continuity last year then suddenly as the year went on he got better and better incredible so james had got a very interesting year and i really don't know i still don't know where to put him Uh, what position i i but I love him. I love yeah. him in the side, man. He's every time you go to training and he walks past, you go, "Ah, oh, look at that body on the kid. <laughs> uh, he's massive." Yeah, yeah. He's, he's... But that I do one. I do wonder, and I do worry where they're going to put him because, look, as a midfielder, mm, don't know. I, yeah, I uh, don't know. I, I just. Man. I think I think there's something there as a midfielder, and I really like his height and size. Yeah, but I. Uh... But... I did feel like Kyle Langford passed him. Yes. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I kind of feel like he would have to take Kyle's spot to yeah. get in. Yeah, and especially um, in the midfield think, that we've got now. Yeah, I think I, I will talk about Parrish later on, but I think there's a couple of guys who are going to step up. That'll be it'll be very hard midfield to get in with the oh, introduction man. of Shield. Our midfield with Shield in that side now, and a second year into um, uh, Devin Smith and. Wow, that's yeah. going to be very difficult to get into. So, Zachy Merritt also has had some, uh, obviously, uh, just come out of the moon boot. Yep. So, uh, he, I think he's progressing pretty well from what I heard last time with the club. Uh, so, he will hopefully in the next fortnight start to get back into training. Uh, so, I'm not too concerned. You never uh, again, you never like a guy of his talent to be out of the game. No, that's long, true. But, but I mean, he's such a professional. That's it. That's exactly the point I was going to make. He's such a professional and so talented. You'd, you'd almost back him to pick up the flow of the game and the skills and the, the touch um, as quick as anybody in the club. Yeah. Um, and look, the fridge. The fridge. I mean, he's probably, I think he's probably the, besides Hooker, we'll, Hooker we just know, I think that will come. I think he's still going to be another three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, and take all the time in the world, Kale, yeah, because yeah. you're required in a big way. Uh, we're not short on Backman, so take all the time, get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, or maybe um, does it open the door for the for the uh, for the prime minister for Maggie? For Maggie Thatcher. Well, you never know. Jeez, right? I hope so. Ooh, I want to see that kid crash <laughs> some packs. You love the Zerk, don't you? I love the Zerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Begley. Obviously, everything's going pretty well. Um, he's worked. He's got a much better fitness base coming off the ACL. 
so look, uh, where, that... where does the where does the fridge sit in uh, best twenty two calculations? Uh, well, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I was just trying to set you up for a nice little easy one there. Or oh, in fact, he doesn't. But well, he doesn't. How far off is he, Scotty? <laughs> I mean, he's got the ugly potential tag for me because do I think he could make the best between two? But, oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just, reality is, if I look at the list now, I can't fit him in yet. It's up, yeah, we, we haven't seen enough of him to know, yeah. to fully understand what he's going to bring. Lunch on Catch Up Podcast on Facebook. Um, if you remember, tell us where you think Josh Begley fits in. Um, we, we did, I want him in the side. Um, he's a gun, but where do you, who do you take out? Like, it's like Matt Guelfi. Where do you put Matt Guelfi now? Like, if everybody's fit. So, so look, what, what we might do, that's kind of where the injury front is. We'll, we'll again just have a very quick break. Yep. We'll, we'll come back and talk about the positives of the preseason. Yeah. And, and there's, there's some, a few names. There's a few up. youngsters who have been in the system for a couple of years who are really putting their hand up. Yep. And uh, that we've even seen it ourselves at training. And, um, yeah, I think this. I think we're set for one of the strongest midfield groups in the AFL. Oh, and so. no one's saying it, right? Like, I'm going to talk about that when we get back to. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Okay, so now the players, Scotty, that we think um, have been looking very good over the preseason, and who maybe, just apart from the obvious, hello Dylan Chill, um, that are going to maybe make a real impact early in the season? Well, I mean, the first player that's pretty obvious, he's been written about a couple of times, is uh, Andrew McGrath. Have you seen the size of him? <laughs> yeah, well, his shoulders just suddenly exploded, didn't they? Damn. So uh, his body looks perfect. I mean, by his own admission, he's even faster than he's ever been. He's stronger yeah. than he's ever been. And like the, the club is putting him in the middle. Yeah. Like no, no ifs, buts, or maybes now. Like he's his body is now such that yeah, he's yeah, a midfielder, yeah, 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 he's a midfielder. And uh, like when I watched him. Um, I actually saw him beat Shield comfortably a couple of times and just sprint away, and <laughs> and it really did look quite scary. And I'm not, I I'm gonna try and play it down, but boy, I was like, oh, okay, you've really turned the corner. He's uh, he's had an incredible first twenty meters, but he's got that Wanganeen lower half of the body, like rubber legs, body evasion, can, yeah, yeah, the evasion yeah. and that sort of stuff. Now we're being able to ride the bumps. Um, Mate, number one pick every day of the week, that kid. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, if if I if I mention say like who's the top three players I'm excited about from the from the preseason, I'd actually have to say our three midfielders who are trying to come through, which is McGrath, Parrish, and Langford. Yeah, they've had fantastic preseasons. Like Parrish again is much stronger now. Love it, but. For him to win one of the actual two-kilometer trials, uh, yeah. that's the big difference. Because he, he by his own admission, you know, couldn't do that repetitive running, yep. which is yep. which it's takes required nowadays. It's required, but it all, everyone everyone knows it takes years to actually get to Gut that running to yep. get to that level. And for him to be now that 
uh, that fitness base, mm. he can impact games a lot more by repeat efforts. Yep. Uh, and so, I think with his with his much more developed uh, body, he's actually sort of walking taller. If that makes yeah, sense, like absolutely. he actually feels that like yeah. he, he belongs. So. And when you got Cole Langford, I mean, I, mean, he, I tell yeah. you what, Cole Langford looks like a proper, like he looks like a man now. Yeah, like he, he's he's moving and just talking like he belongs. Yeah. So it's quite amazing that one of our just continued weaknesses of being having a bad midfield oh. and having Devin Smith and Shield now Has introduced taken, what, three years and to having fix. yeah and having three kids of high quality mm. and now a whole top twenty draft picks. Yep. Um, also coming through and at their getting towards their peak, like being you know for some it's their fourth year, third year, second year, you know third year and fourth years. So they're coming to their peak of their powers. It's it's like there's sometimes I go. And I'll talk about it later about where I think Essendon can go this year, but yeah. that could be an enormous mate. You, you've uh, got you've got increase in, in ability that we've never had. Hundred percent agree. We've got Heppel and Zarakis who are at the top of their games. Yep. Um, David's the oldest player at the club, so I mean everybody's calling him old man and stuff. Smith wins the Crichton. Smith wins the Crichton. We've got Dyson Heppel, who's just one of the best midfielders in the comp, but right behind those boys, the older boys is now, you, you just pick up Dylan Cheel and that's just worth its weight in absolute gold because that bloke is... Remember Mark McCurry? I always used to call, and everybody used to call Mark McCurry a Rolls-Royce. Yeah. Dylan Shield is a Maybach. The man is a Rolls-Royce a yep. hundred times over. But they, they, they tried to call, um uh, what's his name? Uh, Jaeger Amira yeah, yeah. a Rolls-Royce. Now, the kid's got class, but Dylan Shield is a Rolls-Royce. That kid's like a half-decent, like a Commodore Bellina. Um, but... <laughs> When you've got the likes of Shield and Shield, Shield, <laughs> Shield, um, <laughs> repeat after me, yes, H, um, Dylan Shield, um, and Kyle Langford and Darcy Parrish and Andy McGrath all coming in behind those kids. Yeah, uh, sorry, kids all coming in behind the senior players. Yeah, geez, our midfield, the the first group. When they're on at the start of the game, when when Shield and Heppel <laughs> and those boys go off, yeah, you're going to bring on Langford and Parrish and stuff and have pretty much no drop off. No, well, that's it. I mean, who who I was trying to think of like who's your actually starting midfield, and I kind of put down Heppel, Heppel, oh, oh, and Zach way, Merritt. Just just forget about Shield. Zach Merritt. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and damn, that's good. <laughs> And you're like, well, where do you have Devin Smith? Do you have him on the bench as your key first rotation? Do you have him on the oh, wing? Man, you know, wing. But then you got Myers. Yeah, you, like you said, you got Langford. Remember, McGrath could be a serious player this year. Like, it's just the increased running and ability we'll have through the midfield. You can't have be excited because there's, there's, there's not so much a case anymore of a 21 and year old under kind of player. They're, they're all kind of well-developed bodies now. Yep. And so they're going to they're going to going to be able to take some hits. Yeah, which absolutely. Is, which is when you know when the Hawks and and, um, and those kind of teams Geelong, Geelong were strong. Yeah. Because the Chapmans and Abbots are physically able to handle bumps, play through. And we've got Jakey Stringer to run through the middle as well. Was that big? Yeah, that big body as well. And he plays so much midfield time yeah. in, in in practices. And you you'd watched- have to think. 
at least 40% of the role. 100% agree. And you go, where, what? <laughs> you watch, I'll tell you what, you watch the practice, and everybody obviously, you've got to take a, with a grain of salt the practices because no one's trying to hammer them. But, mate, I'll tell you what, the way Jake Stringer leaves a pack, yeah. the ability for him to, to get out of a pack, the ability for Dylan Shield to get out of a pack, to turn left, to turn right, and just leave Devin Smith in his in his wake. Yeah. Um, Wow, our ability, our in and under midfielders, the likes of Shield, the likes of um, uh, Stringer and those guys, and then Langford in the middle. Everybody's, and Andy McGrath. Even him. Even Orazio through there and all. Man, you can't catch those guys. No. I'm really looking forward to, to one day when you see a midfielder, uh, a midfield just, I don't know, maybe just on a, a switch or something, of McGrath, Stringer and Langford. What, like, are, your, be awesome. what are your thoughts? Um, when we spoke to Mark Harvey, right? He raved about Guelphie. What are your thoughts this year on Guelphie? Because oh, you, you've got a coaching group that really, really liked him. This is now his second year. So you think, yeah, okay, he's got used to the business. Yep. You feel like there's still a lot of upside to him. And and he's a hard one for me. I I Did, like I really want him in the side because I think there's something yeah. there's something that he has that coaches really like. Um, well, which clearly. Is I mean, compete, Mark, yeah, just, Mark Harvey doesn't... Yeah. go into much praise for many people like very often and on, on the podcast he said Guelphie was a great player yeah he almost sounds like he was like a personal favourite yeah like he was a massive favourite <laughs> uh, but does Marty Gleeson have his spot no well I always felt like they were going to eventually put Guelphie into a midfield type role Ooh. but I, he was always one player um, with Josh Begley but Guelphie I think maybe even more I thought if we ever got you know, say we were a top five team and and we took it took it to the next level and, and had a tactical approach to a Dustin Martin and Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever had a run with kind of play that you go yeah. he would be my kind of guy, I'd say he Get has, super he has such a good defensive side to his game. Like yeah. when he plays defence, he's so good one on one that it and because he can play midfield, I could easily see it translating to a a really great specialist run with player. Mm. Um, that, Don't mind that at all. But so yeah, look, you're always going to have injuries. So I think he'll play a lot of senior games this year yep. because as soon as you're going to, we're going to have one or two injuries. And, he'll be in the side. And the modern, the modern sort of AFL football team now, literally, they rest people. They they yeah. just whether or not they're fit or not, or if they look a little bit tired, they rest them. Yeah, yeah. And the the fabulous thing about our club is that we've got backmen to spare. We've got. We've got Guelphie, we've got Hartley, we've got those guys, we've got the Zerk. Um, we can we can rest if someone's looking a bit tired or um, or um, uh, somebody needs a bit of a rest. Guelphie can come in or chuck Guelphie in from the start. There's no, I was we were we were talking a while back. There's really no weakness in our side anymore. No, like no. seriously, I, I, there really is no weakness. We've got. Um, Zach Clark coming in to back up Tommy Bell, and he's like, one. Yeah, he's one I also wanted to mention as well. I mean, I, I don't know if other guys who watch training, but you go, he's a really impressive specimen to watch. <laughs> like, he's a giant. Why is he not playing AFL? Well, it's strange. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries, and but he had it. He's had his kind of had his first year for a while where he wasn't injured um, for his local club in Subiaco, wherever it was. Yeah. It was like it was one anyway. of those ones. Um, yep. Excuse uh, not quick, Victoria. Quick lack of knowledge there, yeah. but yeah, but he had like he averaged a goal a game and was averaging like nineteen twenty possessions as a ruckman and starred. Yep, uh, and that was kind of the first time he had continuity for a while. So you wonder if we've just snuck a little bit of gold, you know? But I don't know how he's going to take Bell. He's 
place. But well, he's not. But the, he's the world's greatest backup. Not the world's greatest backup. But I mean, he's he's just a perfect backup. Yeah, he really um, is. And then even better than that, the young Pom in Sammy Draper. Yeah, he's looking the goods. I uh, know he's really impressive. He's really looking the goods. I I, I I'm making Our a call. Stocks is really good actually. Yeah, I'm making the call. He will play a senior game this year. I reckon. I oh, look. I made that call end of last year, and then we got Zach Clark. <laughs> now, now, now I find it very hard. Like it's but, like they say, Rook, uh, uh, Ruckman take ages to come along. Yeah. If he doesn't play next season, it will definitely be the season He's after. Still very, very young in yep. Ruckman terms. Yep. Um, how, how do you like the idea of Thomas Jock? Like, oh, great. He's impressive. Now, again, an athlete and a half. Yeah, I mean, he's got the natural um, running ability. He's well, he's the first player that's actually challenged Ambrose in a uh, yeah in a long distance <laughs> in run. a long distance run. Wouldn't I love to see him and Stanton as well uh, yeah, when yeah. Stanton was at his prime? Um, hi, look, man, a, a kid that can run that long and that hard. And that one game we we saw at the reserves. When, yeah, um, when we watched he him, he tore Essendon up. He did. He killed. He us. tore the boys up. Right. So, he says his favorite position. His position is playing on the wing, which is interesting. Oh, cool. um, let him let him run. That kind of marking ability and elite. and again, I think he's. The, I love the club at the minute because they're thinking about players to bring in. Because if you've got somebody taking a big mark down back, hooksy, and then handing it off to Saad, Saad's gonna mate. There is run from the back line. If if Thomas Jock's available on a wing, Saad can hit him on a wing. Then try catching Jock. Um, and he can get, he can hit it into the forward line. We are a super duper quick play, uh, club now, and I love every second of it. Exactly. And look, just uh, we'll just do some more little small mentions. Uh, yeah. Won't go in too much because we talk about him far too much. But yeah. it's great to see Aaron Francis having a total injury free oh, preseason. Man. He looks damn good. First time in his career. Yes. It's February. He's been training since November, early November. Just fantastic. Do yourselves. His body looks fantastic. Mate, do yourselves a favour and go and watch the last four games of last year. <laughs> and that was that was a bloke that hadn't had a full season, right? So, yep. ooh, Aaron, you could be anything, mate. We are so looking forward to it. And um, look, other players have known. Zerk Thatcher um, has been really, really impressive as well. Every time I see that kid, he throws himself at packs. Yeah, like he, I, oh, I hope, I hope, I hope there's a player there. And look, they've had really glowing praise for um, for um, Tip and Woody. So interesting. Um, if for me, he he hasn't reached his full potential yet. Like I think he still in some games shows glimpses um, of what he can do. But I actually still feel like he could have a much bigger impact on games. So I'm hoping just with maturity and and just being in the system longer. We start to see yeah. that kind of, um, you know how like Cyril Riley had real impacts on games. Like, yep. it, uh, I think he still can go to that level. I think I really rate his talent. Um, and I'm not obviously he's not playing bad at all. No, of course I not. just no, rate no, him no, that no, no, high. No. I'm saying I still think there's another slight gear he can go yeah. into. Um, a player that I uh, I think everybody's forgotten about, but on his day has been brilliant for us is Paddy Ambrose. Exactly. Like, where, where are we going to fit this bloke? The fittest player at the club, one of the strongest players He's at the club. had a great preseason, actually, yeah. Great preseason. Um, again, any man that can keep up with Nick Rewalt um, and beat him on his day is... He's in my side, but... Oh, man, where do you put him? Um, Paddy yeah. Ambrose, I love you to death. There's, look, there, it would be interesting to see if Gleeson is not in. Who takes that spot? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've probably got an Ambrose, Ridley... 
uh, a few other guys. Oh, Ridley. <laughs> Ridley. <laughs> As a, we've got a wealth of talent. Oh, yeah. man. Does he go in? Does he go? No. No. He doesn't start. Uh, if Cleason's not playing, that's my... That's, v- yeah, that's my my, pick. my It's my personal pick. He's I've got the funny you. feeling he might not, but that's my personal oh. pick. Look, one player, a little bit random, I will mention... Um, the, the last two weeks, uh, there's a couple of guys I know who go to training, so I haven't been able to go the last couple of weeks, and and they've both mentioned Braden Ham, and oh, saying really? and saying like for a fairly late pick, they're really liking what they're seeing. Um, thanks. Sorry, man, that was a bit unprofessional. I just played with my phone for a brief second there. Sorry, everybody, <laughs> if you heard that. <laughs> You're fine. Um, yeah, so Braden Ham is a is a very quick left footer smallish kind of player that obviously we picked up in the last draft. Uh, from all reports, he's really taken the game on and been really impressive running Good. the lines. So Good boy. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sneaks in a JLT game nice. just to see what he can do. Yeah, uh, He's still a very skinny young kid, but he did come second in the Geelong... Um, yeah, uh, BNF? Yeah, yeah, BNF, sorry. Yeah. Not obviously the Geelong senior side, sorry, but the no. Geelong VFL. Um, yeah. Or was it the Geelong University? Oh, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, he's... Uh, from all reports, he's showing a, a lot of promise. Uh, I don't know where Kobe Much and Dylan Clark kind of sit. They, From all reports, they, they've improved. Clark's got his kicking action even better. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a very hard midfield group to get into. <laughs> they deserve a game. <laughs> like, so, um, what can you say? Look, what we might do, we'll just have a very quick... Cl- a break before yep. we close out, but we'll let's have a dis- bit of discussion on Sean McKernan and and, uh, and Jimmy Stewart and Jimmy Stewart. All right, cool. So uh, we'll see what we come up with in the end. So we'll, we'll only be twenty seconds. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. All right, so the last segment, we want to have a bit of a chat about... McKernan. McKernan, Sean Mack, um, and Jimmy Stewart. What do we do... What do we do with Jimmy versus Sean Mack? Well, yeah, I mean, you've got Woosher the other day um, talking about how impressive he's he's seen James Stewart in the off-season. Uh, you got McKernan going over to Denver, Colorado to pick up his fitness again. So they're both fighting... For that spot. Um, and really, if you've broken down into the last two years, you'd say Jimmy Stewart was clearly the better player in the first year with Joey. More talented, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, but you, th- but McKernan became a real critical factor in our success in the second half last year, but without Joey. So what happens when Joey actually does play full-time? Who, um, who, uh, who's the preferred candidate? Jimmy Stewart. Do you reckon Jimmy Stewart? Yeah, preferred candidate, Jimmy Stewart. Um, I, Jimmy didn't play last year, I think, for um, disciplinary reasons. He, the, man, the man shouldn't see centre-half back, and he did. Yeah, I think he broke a lot of team rules. Team yeah. rules, right? Yeah. So I just think, I'm, and I'm not sure why. I, I don't quite understand why. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I think Jimmy Stewart's the one that they're going to prefer. Um, Sean Mack, bless him. Mate, he's he's of all of the backup players that we have in any position, like Michael Hartley and those kind of guys. I yep. reckon he is the most talented player that we have. Yeah, in that backup position, 
And Sean Mack, um, love him to death. If he comes into the side, I won't even blink. No, exactly. That's how I, kind of how I feel. I go, who do I prefer? And I think, um, I think Stewart has a lot of things to contribute to the side that I like. But I do feel like in their own little unique way, they're kind of 50-50. They, they, they both bring different things. Match-up uh, issues. Like, McKernan is a very hard person to match up with because overhead, he's very dangerous. Um, he's actually a good kick for goal. He does kick you three or four goals pretty regularly. Yep. Uh, so And freakish goals, too. Normally, I'm not a fence guy, and I'll, I'll give you my, uh, my opinion. Honest, honest opinion, but I don't really know if I have one. I, I kind of see them as 50-50, and... And, and Come on, I'll, Scotty, I'll, take I'll the have, splinters out of your bot bot. I'll kind of go up with like which team are we playing? Like, what's the matchup? Because I, I do like Stewart's. I think he's quite quick, and I think he puts a bit more pressure around the ball. Like when he was really good two years ago with Joey, he was actually doing a lot of follow ups and tackling and and pressure acts. And I kind of felt like that was uh that's where his strength um, without sort of the ball was. Where McKernan maybe not has that, yeah, and and I do find though I don't think it'll be as, as an issue because we've got better ruckmen. When we try to use McKernan in the ruck, that um, <laughs> that uh, he's gives away too many free kicks. Uh, yeah, I agree. And if you if you're wondering why I was just laughing then because Grant's doing a, a Facebook Live event. We're live on Facebook as we record this, and uh, just put it right in front of my face. So uh, <laughs> sorry for the uh, two second pause there, but yeah, so. They both have their strengths. Uh, I, I do like Jimmy Stewart. I really like his frame. Um, I like his running capacity. I thought he matched up with Joe Danahar the best I'd seen out of anyone. And knowing that Joe's coming back, that's kind of my gut feel is where I think Wusher might be leaning towards. Yep. Um, probably doesn't do as many undisciplined acts as McKernan. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's a very, very small window. Uh, but that's kind any, of where... any opportunity to have both in the side. Too big. I think so. Too big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, 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 is Waller and Fantasia and String and these guys are just yeah. too good in their positions. Yeah, in their yeah. in their position. And and do you know what the harsh part is? Is that Mitch Brown did nothing wrong last year, <laughs> and he's Brown, not, man. and we're not even talking about him. In and, fact, he did really well. Like he did quite well, Mitch Brown. He kicked, and, he kicked thirty odd goals. Yeah. And, and he competed really hard. He had some great games. Um, but it, it's going to be one of those years as an Essendon fan that we are blessed with a, an amazing list with depth. Huge depth, and, yeah. and And you can generally say that the 10, 10 or 15 players that aren't playing are, are good enough to play senior games in, in, for other clubs or even for, our, for Essendon. Uh, it's just a very strong list and... It gives. It was a great article the other day on basically saying uh, from Callum Toomey saying basically saying this is officially John Worsfold's team. Like oh, he had, there's no ifs or buts around about it anymore. Could he could he ask for anything more? That's the question. Yeah. It, it, it's it's up to us now as how we progress, and, and that's probably the last thing. Look, we, we'll come to a close, but that's probably the last thing I want to mention is the actual expectation this year. I must admit, I'm kind of paused on expectation. I'm high. Expectation's high. Yeah, I, I, look, if on a, on a, it's it's a classic case of do I do do I think we had the list to compete with the best of them? Do you know what? I actually 
think we do. The problem is we haven't won a final in 15 years. No, I agree. There's, there's, I agree. We didn't make the finals last year. Like, yep. So I'm just I'm a little bit old-fashioned because I, I want us to prove that we can have a professional game plan that gets carried out week in, week out. Yep. We don't start five and one kind of thing and we're behind the eight ball where we hit the ground running. Uh, I don't want a 100-point defeat in the first JLT game no, this year. No, no, I no. want it to take it seriously. Yeah. I want to start the year with us being switched on, getting confidence up, attacking the year. Um, so that's that's only my reservation. I, I generally, don't get me wrong, I... The reason I say that because I just generally believe our list is the strongest I've seen really oh, since geez. 2001, I In would a say. a long time. Yeah, probably 2000, 2001. Yep. This, this is the best list we've had. Uh, so it's all there. It's now down to coaching yep. and, and the players' commitment to carrying out game plans. And fingers, and being... fingers, fingers crossed injuries. Yeah. Let's just keep that out. So... Well, there we go. A little, uh, a little catch up for you at the start of the yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's early Feb, so we haven't had major news or anything to, to no. discuss. There's obviously no game reviews, but nah. we just we just wanted to kickstart off the year and just talk a bit of Essendon talk. I know some people just miss talking Essendon, and we do as We've well. Got, so, got a couple of comments on Facebook Live, Alfie, Reader, and Michael, and uh, and Gwenda. Thanks very much for your comments. So, uh, yeah, Gwenda's always a good person. Yeah. Um, Thanks so for... is Alfie and Rita and Michael. <laughs> Obviously. I just, yeah, I just know Gwenda. Yeah, yeah, there um, you go. So thank you, everyone. Uh, we'll wrap this up. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably have another podcast in a couple of weeks. Yep. We're not going to do one every week because it's not a game every week. So we want to make sure there's still some content we can actually discuss. Yeah, unless absolutely. Something has happened. Unless you, we're just going to bore your ears off. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but uh, look, we obviously look to, to try and always see if we can get some guests in as well. So we'll, we'll keep plugging that angles. Yep. Uh, but look, look, exciting year ahead. Exciting year for the podcast. Hopefully some bigger, better things and big announcements Looking later in the year. Looking forward to it. Um, thanks so much for listening as always. Thanks so much for your loyalty and your or your support for the show. It's very much humbling and very much appreciated. Yep. You can catch us on our Facebook site. Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast on Facebook. Come on in and be a member. And um, yeah, it's and great. You obviously, like right now, the, the members are watching us live. Um, so you can get special features with... Uh, yeah, we're going to do that this time. year. We're going to put some uh, some Facebook Live stuff. If I can convince Scotty to put his face on some video... No. Um, <laughs> we might even get some video for the, for the members as well. So... Um, Tune in next week, maybe a couple yep. of weeks from now. We'll let you guys know on the Facebook page when the next, <laughs> and just Scotty's going to have a cough, when the next uh, podcast is going to be on. And of course, as per last year, we will be doing one after the game, every game in 2019. Yeah, and I think our tag is Lunch Catch Up on Twitter. So uh, we've, we're constantly getting new people joining us on Twitter. So thank you for that. Yep. We want, really want to service the, the Twitter feed on being really good Essendon news and, yep. and breaking news and everything like that. So. Follow us along. That won't be just podcast related. There'll be a lot of Essendon yeah. info. When we get some yep. Essendon info, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet it out for you. Um, but thank you for everyone's support again. Uh, we'll wrap this up. I'm about to watch the Sixers versus the Sacramento Kings, so I'm excited. Yeah, baby. So all the best and go Bombers. Go Bombers.